0: We're running a pre-sale for $100 off. Head over to listenmoneymatters.com slash REI to learn more. That's listenmoneymatters.com slash REI for $100 off rental properties for passive investors. Shh,
1: listen. Money Matters. Welcome to the Listen Money Matters Podcast, making personal finance fun since 2013. And now, here are your hosts, Matt and Andrew. Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. I'm, my name is Matt, and I'm here with Andrew. Andrew, how are you? Uh, I'm good, Matt. Alright, I gotta ask what you're drinking, cause that's gonna be a thing with us. Yeah, where, where we like drinking. <laughs> so
0: I am drinking my uh, Dirty Wolf Victory Double IPA.
1: Ooh, a yeah, Double IPA.
0: Yeah, that's, dude, that's dude. DP,
1: dude. <laughs> right, D pale, double pale, double pale. Uh, no. now, maybe, maybe I don't know. It, All it I isn't. know
0: is that it's eight point seven percent. Alcohol by oh, volume, and it's volume. very tasty.
1: You lucky bitch. <laughs> you're, you're, dude, I am drinking a, uh, just a regular-ass pale ale from Colonial Williamsburg. So you know it could either be really high in alcohol because they had to get drunk back then, uh, or it could be really low in alcohol. And this one, I'm going to go ahead and guess it's very low in alcohol. Even it's dark brown, which is weird for pale ale, but no, I guess not. And it's it's good. It's, it's good. Nice and hoppy. I'm enjoying it.
0: Looks tasty. Mm. Mm.
1: And you drink everything out of a bottle. I drink everything out of a glass. Fuck bottles, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I'll upgrade for the next I'm one. I'm a little That's more a good, high uh... class than a bottle or a can can do, okay? I can. I got this nice pint glass from uh, Cape May Brewery. It's very heavy. It's very good. Um, so, all right. So I want to tell the folks what has happened since we started this podcast. First of all, to get things started, I want to thank... Like everyone who's listened, like everybody, because this week uh, – well, when we when we first started the podcast, we were in the new and noteworthy section under podcasts, under business, under investing in iTunes. So Basically we were like – Basically buried. Yeah, buried and we weren't getting much and that's fine. Uh, but we were at least still new and noteworthy, quote-unquote. Um, but like this past week – I we I noticed that we were in the business section of podcasts under new and noteworthy. And we kind of fluctuate. We go in and out of it. And when we're in it, like we're getting downloads. Great. I mean, people are listening. And I, yeah, was, yeah. And yeah. people are leaving reviews, which is great because the reviews help us. Um, So first of all, thank you, everyone, for, for doing that. And I also want to encourage, if you do like this podcast, okay? Now, I really don't know what what influences uh itunes and what makes us more popular or what less popular right you don't know do you
0: no i don't know no we don't know but but i love feedback
1: yeah and we're yeah love feedback which is what we're going to get into today and uh i love speculating what (laughs) what itunes does so i'm speculating that uh the only two things that they can control are the amount of reviews that we get written, or the star that you press, you know? And of course, you don't. Have, you can be honest. If it's a one-star podcast, make it a one-star. If it's a yeah, five-star, we just want an honest review. Like yeah, we don't you know think, unless you tell us. If you think we suck, then you know, tell us we suck. If we, because obviously we want to be able to improve, but make it constructive. That's the only thing I ask. Don't say eat a dick. Don't I don't want that <laughs> review because that review is not helpful. I mean, I could go eat a dick. But again, that's it not. It still make doesn't
0: the- make the podcast better.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. Well, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Unless I'm do- eating dicks on air, which I don't want to do. I don't want to have to resort to that. Anyway, <laughs> well, to- we're gonna have to turn off the video part of this podcast. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I'm, not-
0: I'm not gonna watch. But
1: fair enough. So, uh, what I want to say is uh, again, thank you, and try um, doing a review if you can, please. That would be super helpful, and also subscribing. I think that's a huge thing because you know all we can see is how many people download it, which has been a lot, but. We don't know how many people are actually subscribing and getting this like auto downloaded into their iTunes library and to their phones and to their tablets or wherever you decide to listen to podcasts at I- iPhones, i iPads, i iPods. That's the other one. Um, so, one or even yeah, or even or <laughs> everywhere. So, and also, um, please email us. Uh, actually, email. Just go on the website. Go to our contact form uh, under contact and. Email us, and if you got if you have an Android phone and you, and you can't listen to this, uh, tell us we should be on Android, or tell us we should be in Stitcher or wherever you just wherever you normally listen to podcasts. That would be helpful too. So, and we will eventually expand, I think. Uh, but yeah, subscribe to us uh, it would be super helpful. Uh, I subscribe to us. Do you subscribe to us? Oh, absolutely. All right, good. And uh, leave us a good review or bad review and some feedback and criticism, and we'll we'll make the podcast better. And Oh, I hit the microphone. And on that note, speaking of uh, criticism and feedback, there's a friend of mine. Okay, his name is uh, Carlson. That's that's what he goes by. His last name's Carlson. We all call him Car- Carlson. Uh, he, he's very good with. His, he's one of my friends who's very good with his money, much like yourself, uh, Andrew. And he started listening because he used to listen to a podcast I used to do back in the day, which we did for him when he was fighting the good fight or the war. In a, in Afghanistan and, and Qatar and, and all these places in the Middle East, and he was away for an extended period of time, and he wanted a piece of home. So he said his idea was why don't why don't you record a podcast, you know, giving me all the news and what's happening in the, in our hometown. So it's a uh, cool idea. Yeah, it was a really cool idea. And what happened was, uh me and a few friends, you know, we we would go to my friend's apartment and we would. Do this radio show we had uh, just for him, really. And we, and we, it was called the Arctic Fox. And I don't know why. Actually, I do know why because I saw an Arctic Fox on Discovery Channel and I thought it was a cool name. And I went out and I actually went out and bought the domain name, the Arctic Fox, but I spelt Arctic wrong. I had, I was missing <laughs> the letter C. And I was like, wow, well, I'm an Arctic? idiot. Yeah, there was $10 <laughs> wasted. So I went out and bought the Arctic Fox and we, we, Sat around a table, it was four of us, and we had sound effects, we did music numbers, we talked about, like, our hometown, like, I would go into our hometown, like, penny saver and find, like, the wacky news of, like, what happened and, like, comment on that, and, you know, it was really fun, it was, like, about an hour, uh, hour and a half long, and so Carlson, naturally, is very into listening to podcasts, he enjoys it, so he, he, and when I, when he found out that I was doing this Listed Money Matters podcast, he thought, this is probably something I should listen to, he's a friend of mine, great, but he called me and said, I'm listening to the podcast and a lot of the stuff does not resonate with him because he's so good with money. I mean he's he's not me. He's the opposite he's you. So, you know, he basically I said, Listen, if that's the if that's the case, what are your questions? Because I want to be able to address them and make this helpful for you, right? Yeah. So he sent this friggin' novel, which is great. And It has bit, two really big questions, so we'll split I, them. Yeah, we're gonna split them up. So this episode, we're gonna go and we're gonna. Re- I'm gonna read you what he wrote me, and we're gonna title it Carlson's Question. Okay. So right. I'm thinking we have a lot to do. He has got a lot, a lot, lot of questions. We might make a series out of this. Um, so I'm gonna read the question. We're gonna answer it as best we can, and I've already pre-read the question, and I I can tell you that this is about a, a subject that I have, we we dealt with recently, sort of, uh, mm-hmm. which is being underwater in a mortgage, okay, and I, I love the title, and Andrew, uh, props to Andrew on this, because he came up with the title. Probably the good
0: title that I've come up with. It's really good. <laughs> I like
1: it, because it just reminds me of yesteryear, but the underwater mortgage escape plan, okay, so we're going to, hopefully, uh, by the end of this episode have a plan to put in action to anyone who's underwater yeah. in their mortgage. Do you say water or water? What water. do you say? I say water, water but I, th- I think it's
0: because my parents are from Brooklyn.
1: And I'm from Jersey, so it's water. You say water? I say water, but I've been saying water because when I was in Vegas for the pool show, everyone said <laughs> water, 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 water. I think water is the correct way to say water and not water. But Do you, do you say roof or rough? I say roof. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, that's right. Because you're normal, yeah. Yeah, I'm normal. whoever says rough, I mean, that's that's weird.
1: I don't know, but all right. So anyway. let's let's start by going to, to go throw into this question. So Carlson writes,
0: and I'll I'll just inter uh, interject, please. All right,
1: cool. Please, and I'll just jump. We'll jump back and forth because there's like a smattering of questions, you know, embedded into this paragraph, so we can kind of like dissect it. And, yeah. and learn a little bit and, and, and answer the questions as we go along. So he says, like me, and he calls me Geo because that's my nickname. Uh, he says, like Gio, I purchased my house right around Black Monday, as did I. And now I'm which, underwater. Which, just
0: so everyone can know, that's like literally the peak of the market. Yeah. Like right before Lehman declared bankruptcy and it crashed to, to nothing.
1: Right. So we're so talking – the highest
0: possible price like ever. Yeah. Do
1: we actually know the date of that? It's
0: like uh, September two thousand eight. I okay. forget the exact number, but
1: okay. So he writes, you know, I purchased my house right around Black Monday, and now I'm underwater about thirty thousand dollars. Okay. However, I plan to sell the house in two years and have developed a two year plan, quote unquote. This is a very aggressive savings plan that involves overpaying my mortgage. All right. Put so it- I just want to stop you there. Well, wait, wait. So okay. I want to finish the sentence out. So okay, it says. Fine. This is a very aggressive savings plan that involves overpaying my mortgage and putting extra money into my ING slash capital 360 account. Okay. All right. So you want to interrupt? So <clears throat> uh,
0: I, I don't know like what his interest rate is for his mortgage, but um, even even before the crash, interest rates were not that high, and uh, low interest rates pretty much mean cheap money, right? So if, if the – Average market does like 7% a year, and you're doing th- and your mortgage is like 3%. Okay, you could literally just borrow money at 3%, invest it in the market at 7%, and you can make that 4% gap as a profit, right? I mean, that's like a, a rough comparison of like mortgage cheap, so cheap that like just market average, no. Thought or anything like you could beat it, and because the money is so cheap, um, one like I would, and because you get tax deductions for having a mortgage and paying interest, mm. I would say that you don't really benefit from overpaying. And the thing is that when you overpay your mortgage, so if you start with a 30 year mortgage and you overpay it, you can make it 29 years, 28 years, but you don't reduce your payment now. And things are going to be so different and crazy in thirty years. He's not even going to keep the house that long. So I'm saying that because the interest rates are so low, he could do better with his money in hand investing it than if he put it into his house, which won't even reduce his payments. It'll just reduce his term. So,
1: All right. So I think I understand what you're saying here. So um, overpaying on his mortgage, meaning – uh, let's say his mortgage payment is fifteen hundred dollars a month, and he's mm-hmm. paying two thousand dollars a month right. that actually is is that that's not going to get him out of his i mean it's going to get him out of his house faster in terms of time
0: I mean faster like he's reducing his term in in months when his term is in tens of years right sure. so so he's he's like reducing the length of his term so minuscule. And in in return for reducing his term so minuscule, he's still paying the same amount, but his money is now stuck in the equity of his house. So if he had an emergency, Mm -hmm. he can't access that money. He has to sell his house or take out a home mortgage loan or some bullshit thing. Got it. Right? Like It's basically like it's as illiquid as it gets, but money in his hand, and if he invested it in the stock market... Would pay him more. He, you would become richer potentially, and just very, very likely.
1: Okay. So my, but what I am seeing is that, and maybe my logic's incorrect, but he's paying money to, uh, you know, he's paying more money on his mortgage so that, you know, when he so that way he's not underwater anymore. So in two years, if it's if it's his quote unquote two year plan, in two years. Um, maybe his house, let's say his house is worth, uh, he's got $200,000 left to plan. Oh, no, let's just make it simple. He's got $100,000 left to pay on his house, but he's underwater by $30,000. So no one's going to pay him any more than $70,000 for his house, right? right? So if he were to aggressively pay off that $30,000 so that his house now, you know, is, he only has $70,000 left to pay on it, and now he goes to sell it, at least he'll come off, he'll come off of the wash. You know, he'll come out, he'll break even, but he'll be able to get out of his house without losing any money. So, so so, so yes,
0: that that could be correct. Okay. What I'm saying that if the goal is to get to that point where it's a wash, right? Yes. One way is to throw equity into the house. By overpaying. By overpaying. Which is what he's doing. All that does is save him money. On uh, his interest payments of his mortgage, which is likely low, right, and and it appreciates with I, the housing market, which does not hold the candle to the stock market on average, including huge market drops. So the market outperforms the housing market
1: by bottom. right.
0: No, no comparison. Okay. So, so
1: so you're saying, if I'm get if I get this right, that. Instead of because
0: what I'm saying is because like he would only be beating his interest rate of three percent, right? But mm-hmm. then he's getting tax deductions on that three percent or whatever his mortgage is, right. right? So it's actually beneficial to him to pay that interest because he doesn't really pay the interest; the government pays him back for it. It's a deduction. So but- so like the overpaying. He's throwing equity into the house, and mm-hmm. he's removing him, like removing free money from the government that he gets by paying this interest. But, like, if he put it in, in just an index fund that was just the average of the stock market, nothing crazy, no like cr- thought or anything. Not only would he make more than he would save, but he would still get the tax deductions from the government for the interest he paid on his mortgage, because he's, he's paying it. Exactly, and he could sell his stock at any moment and use that money for an emergency or whatever he needs. But or, if he locks,
1: or to get out of his house quickly. Because- exactly,
0: he, because his money will grow quicker.
1: So, so okay, well, okay, that makes sense to me. So, like, he is, let's say, let's let's just say. Okay, that that his mortgage is fifteen hundred dollars, and we don't really know the the exact numbers, but it makes it easy. But he's paying two thousand dollars, so that means he's paying an extra five hundred dollars a month towards his house every year. Now you're saying, and if I get again, if I'm getting this correct, he could take that five hundred dollars, put it in an investment account, right, and maybe grow it by even if it's let's say five percent, it's something, right? He's he's going to grow that five hundred dollars quicker outside of
0: his house, in most
1: uh, cases. Okay, so you're saying do not overpay on your mortgage. You in know, in this case, if,
0: if he was going to stay there forever, yes. And um, he already said that you know he has this two year plan. Sure. So he plans to leave.
1: Oh yeah, he's definitely planning on leaving.
0: So he's. And and the thing is like selling a house is as hard, if not harder, than buying a house. Mm-hmm. And if all his money's locked up in the house, he's at the whim of if the housing market's high or low, or if there are buyers in his neighborhood. He's basically invested in such a niche product because it's in a single house in a single neighborhood in a specific state with blah 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 school and all this stuff. Like it is such a a risk. It, having a house is a risky investment, right? Yeah. You could invest in the stock market average and you're basically investing in all the companies of America. So you're basically investing in America,
1: right? Yeah, but in the stock market, you could lose all your money and in the house, you're really never going to lose anything because it's... So his house could collapse
0: or there could be new... All of a sudden, the, the, there could be a super fun site there. No one... You know, yeah, maybe true. the school thing, his school has terrible ratings. No one wants to move there. The thing is, like, like a shooting, the, yeah. There, there could be huh. maybe someone dies on a sidewalk, and then people think it's haunted. I don't, I don't know. Like, there could be bullshit. But the thing is, is if you look in the short term of the stock market, mm-hmm. and you buy high and sell low, yes, you could you could lose money. I mean, maybe buy high, and sell low. Of course, you're gonna lose money. Same with the house. He bought it it's underwater. He could sell it now. He'll lose money. But if you pull your timeline longer. Right? Yeah. First of all, there, there are very, it's like a 75 to 100 year occurrence, what happened in 2008, this market crash. Right, right. Normally, it's you know, up, down, but not that crazy. And if you pull it out and you hold on to your investment over the long term, you will always make money. The stock market always goes up, always. There are times it dips down. We're in to last for a little bit, and I don't remember how much this dip lasted. We're already at record highs. Yeah, yeah,
1: record high. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, I mean, literally, if you invested at the peak before when everything was super overvalued and you were crazy to invest, you would actually be profiting. You would have a profit right now, <laughs> right? If right. you just held on to it and you didn't like sell. Like God, a crazy can you imagine
1: person. if you like invested it, you know, instead right, of probably. buying a house then, and you put that money. Into the stock market, like how, like how much you would have right now, like you could buy, I don't know, five houses, ten houses, you could buy a million houses if you if you bought at the bottom, yeah. Yeah, And you you know, uh, I think we said in another podcast what
0: Warren Buffett said, yeah. Be fearful when people are greedy, and greedy when people are fearful, right? Right. Everyone's running because it's the end of the world. That's when you buy. But I think any time is good to buy as long as you're going to hold on to it for a while. All right, so I,
1: I want to get back to that, but I want to continue reading here.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a huge tangent.
1: But. Yeah, but that's good because it's uh, the first two sentences of this thing. <laughs> uh, there's more to go. So, okay, he writes, uh, I made a very efficient budget that actually gives me the amount of money I can spend per day. In addition, the extra spending money – that I don't use goes straight to my capital Three Hundred and Sixty account on top of the budget. It transfers. I do every two weeks. Cool. Sounds like he has like a serious plan. That's saving uh, you money. Need to, you need to tell me what that means.
0: So, uh, I have a very efficient budget that gives me the amount of money I could spend per day. I get I mean, that. I think, I think that's a little excessive like per day, because look, maybe you got hit with your AT&T bill. Like you're not going to eat that day, you know? True. But um you know, what whatever works for him. It, it really is whatever works for him. And if he's saving, like power to him. Um and when he says like he has budgeted transfers every two weeks, what I think he means is he's pulling out of his checking into a savings account.
1: Okay. So he has a
0: scheduled like
1: Alright, so he's just he's just pumping to, money into it in from his checking into his savings every two weeks.
0: Yeah, that which is sense. awesome. That's okay, great. then Go he writes
1: him. then he writes, I use my credit card for everything so I know exactly what I'm spending and I do have a lot of a lot of cash in my budget in case I have to use it. So I guess in this case, uh, he's he's not using cash unless he absolutely has to. So everything's is, right. is is pulled through his credit card, and that's how he's pretty much always been from as far as I can remember. And that's beautiful because yeah. then he could track everything. God, I wish I listened to him back in the day, but <laughs> or I wish I wish both you guys were like in both of my ears, like doing, telling me all that. Anyway. He and he was like, Buy a house at the peak. And yeah. he, like, buy he a house. Did. It's gonna be Black Monday. Perfect <laughs> time to buy. Uh, so all right. And he writes, um oh, now I gotta see where the fuck I left off. Okay. Now now this plan, if followed correctly, which I have been to the penny, will Good. not only allow me to sell my house with the underwater condition, but it gives me ten thousand dollars spending money on my next house.
0: So, I think he just means like if he follows his budget with his withdrawal. And I mean, we don't have numbers, so we can't really. I mean, look, if he wants to write back and give us numbers, like we could totally comment on that stuff. But, mm-hmm. but he like, sounds like he's going to have the value of his house plus $10,000 to buy a new house. Got it. The, that, that's my understanding. So, if his house right. is $200,000, we will have
1: two ten to buy something with. Right. So in two years, he's going to be paying enough on his mortgage to deduct that $30,000 that he's underwater. But at the same time, he's pumping money into an account to have a surplus of $10,000. So right. total with the extra spending that he's in the in two years with the extra spending that he's using towards his mortgage and the money he's putting towards his savings account, he's going to have a total of $40,000. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: And and you know the cool thing is uh, the stock market is is exponential gains. You know what? Uh, the that, housing market is pretty like linear.
1: That two year plan kind of drives me nuts now. Thinking about mm. thinking about it because why not just take that forty grand and pump it all into a savings account? Even if you made one percent off of it at the end of those two years, you could take that forty grand and put it into your house all in one shot. But you would have more to put in because you'd make one percent on forty grand at the end of of, of two years. I mean,
0: I, even I'd if probably, you one percent
1: sucks, but
0: yeah, I don't know. know if I would ever go for the one percent. But but I think what you're saying is basically, if you put the money anywhere, he's going to earn on top of that, and that's right. going to be a
1: good thing. Instead of putting the money into his mortgage and losing, technically, because he's not making any money, he's actually paying three percent or four percent or whatever his interest rate is.
0: Right, and the government's that, basically like refunding him most of that.
1: Who? Oh, As, it is. But, but not all of it. That's
0: the tax deduction interest on your mortgage. But, but he's not getting all of it. Hmm? No, no, getting... he's not getting all of it. But he's getting its money – it's free money basically.
1: So okay. So all right. Then he, then he writes, I don't have to worry about the 20% rule for PMI because I'm a veteran and I get a VA loan, so no PMI.
0: But he also said – I just want to say he said I don't have to worry about the 20% rule for PMI. And uh, PMI is a 10%.
1: So have you put has nine, it always been though? Um, it could have been different.
0: I, I mean, I, I got my uh, condo uh, in January. Yeah. So I mean I guess it could have changed.
1: In the last four years, five six yeah, years, six years. Yeah, but
0: you know, people were like, Look, dude, you bought a house without putting anything down. I think like they were making it easier to buy houses, not harder. So twenty percent is hard. Huh.
1: What is PMI?
0: It's like um, it's like an extra fee for an insurance you pay because you have such little equity in your house. So if you go underwater, that's paying towards like, I imagine an insurance plan that'll pay out if you fuck up. Right, so, but, so. but the thing is, is, it's basically you have your mortgage payment and then it's money on top of that that just goes nowhere in, mm. in terms of you. So it's, like a, it's a complete waste.
1: Okay, but he doesn't so have it's that. Definitely so. Sm-
0: yeah, so it's definitely smart to avoid PMI, but I think PMI is at 10%, so you know, maybe right. not as big
1: of a worry. doesn't even matter because he doesn't have it. Yeah. So regardless. Cool. All right, so then, here, now, now it comes to the question, because really, he doesn't even ask the question yet. This is just a lead up to the question. Right. <laughs> the question is this. The plan is aggressive, but aggressive in saving and budgeting. Is there something else I should be doing to make some of that savings money work for me, like stocks or something? I know nothing about stocks, and I would like to learn. 10000 is good, but I want more. Any ideas? And that is the end of his first question, which is a few questions. Actually, just one big question, but um, there was some stuff to talk about in between there. So I get what he's saying at this point. He's saying um, – He's putting he has this $10,000 going into a capital 360 account which is basically giving him 1% in, in return which right? is,
0: which is a waste of his time. Well, It's, it's not a, a waste, waste in of general of anybody's time. No, no, it's not a waste that he's saving, but 1% is no success. That's nothing to brag
1: about. Right, but it's safe. It's a safe
0: 1%. Okay, grandma <laughs> um, first of all I a safe I imagine, I imagine he, oh, okay For, okay so I, you I'm get not going to go into the virtues of taking a risk because it's probably riskier to step outside or drive your car you know you can probably die than like invest in the stock market but um, with no risk comes no reward you know and uh, 1% is a joke He's better off investing in federal government bonds, treasuries, T bills. They pay more than that. And you know what? The chances of our government going bankrupt are super low, lower than anything that exists. And if our government goes bankrupt, he's fucked anyways. So whether he loses money in T bills, like it doesn't matter.
1: Hey, as so, long as we, as long as we still have the Fed, I mean we're good. Yeah. You're welcome, Dad. <laughs> You're welcome. Conspiracy theorists. Anyway. So but-
0: but the, the thing is, like, so, okay, I, I, I think um, he, he sounds like he's interested in stocks, and we could do, like, a whole episode on, like, the virtues of investing, you know, and why you might invest versus savings account. I, I don't want to go into that now. No, I don't either,
1: but, but, but let's, let's, let's throw out some ideas, right? So, so, so I have some. All right, so let me build it up for you, okay? Sure. He's got 10 grand at the end of two years or he's building he sees he's building up to this 10 grand thing okay mm. he's putting it into an ING account he's going to get a 1% return so how much is he going to get at the end of that $10,000 what's 100 uh, bucks
0: i mean he's going to have $10,000 at the end but let's say $10,000 earns 1% a year he's going to make 100 bucks which yes. is like
1: a pittance right Okay, that's, so that's like obviously, a joke. so so Carlson, I if, say if to you...
0: Underest, if we underestimated the average stock market return, and we could talk, I'm going to talk more about that in a second, after like 5%, that'd be $500, or five times more.
1: Okay, than, but it's yeah. not guaranteed, $500.
0: Safety is not guaranteed. Safety is not guaranteed. <laughs> right. Nothing is
1: guaranteed. Only that we're all going to die eventually. So, if he's doing this two-year plan... I would venture to say that he probably shouldn't be too aggressive with his investing because that 10,000 grand potentially in 2 years could be less than $10,000 if he played the stock market if he was being aggressive but in Some your say but,
0: it is such a, a low chance in 2 years that if you took like just say the S&P 500 yeah and you measured it now at the all-time high it's ever been, and you measured in two years, I'm I'm almost certain that it is going to be higher. We the, just came out of a recession.
1: By the way, the S and P standard is the 500 stocks that. What, what is the S and P standard?
0: 500. Uh, it's it's like five 500 stocks that are picked by either their their market value or something like they're good. Sorry, stocks. yeah, it, it's it's a bundle of stocks. Okay, you know, so, just like the Dow Jones Industrial Average is just a. Chosen representation of the of the entire market. Yeah, it's it's a few companies, but they say it represents. I mean, it represents a bunch of sectors
1: and blah. blah, All right, so so let me let me let me try to put it this way. Can you give me the ideas going from the most least risky investment over a savings account to the most risky? Can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So So we're least
0: risky is a savings account, obviously. I mean – and I wouldn't even say like the riskiness is on par with treasuries, You know, the government bonds. The, the only thing – and you, you select a term. So you say a government bond for a year. You can't touch it for a year. Yeah. But it's going to return more than your savings account. So if it's a two-year plan, it gets at a two-year term. The government is not going bankrupt, and he's already going to earn like three times more at
1: least. So 3%. Uh,
0: Something like that I haven't looked it up recently, but it's gonna be much better than um, savings accounts so that's so, pretty so
1: so if he's pumping in x amount of dollars every two month, every two weeks into a savings account, does that mean he should take that money and just buy a bond? So one ways is, is you could buy T bills and actually actually I take that back CDs are locked
0: into a term. T bills you can trade in the open market. So you now CDs. Do
1: you get these from Columbia House or do you just go to like Tower Records?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, no. so they're uh, certified deposits. And what I'm sorry, what a CD is? CDs are the ones with with locked in terms and locked, a, lot is people, a locked rate. It locks in a, a rate and a term. So you lock in it. like a one year with a rate or a ten year or whatever. Got and it. there are people who are fans of it, but it is so low risk. Yeah. Um, and and it pays decent, uh, but. Um, I think bonds are great. And what I was going to say is there are treasury bonds, which is super low risk. I mean, the government being bankrupt, you're fucked anyway. So, like, yeah. it really makes no difference if you invest in it or not because Got it. your money's what gone either way. What are T-bills? T-bills, tra- government treasury bonds. The bonds. Yeah. And then what I was going to say, is there are different type of bonds. Like, for example, your municipality where you live, like your town, has debt. And those debts are sold in bonds. And municipalities, schools, those bonds are, are, are usually tax shelters, or at least like schools and stuff are tax shelters. So you don't pay taxes on your gains. And their returns are much better than T-bills. All right. Of course, it's riskier because your where you live is much smaller of a space than the government. Mm. And the mm-hmm. government might not bail you out or whatever. But, you know. When something declares bankruptcy, like say Lehman Brothers, the first people who get paid are bondholders. And then if, there any, if there's any money left over, it goes to people who have stock.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: bond is like, like the, the super safe. pinnacle pillar of investments and it's, it's pretty steady, solid, but it, it does not earn as fast as stocks do. You not grow as
1: fast. All right, so let's say tier one savings account, tier two bonds and CDs, right? What's tier three? And all right, so wait, do, do we declare roughly the percentage you'll earn with a CD or a or a T bill slash bond or whatever?
0: Uh, let me look it up right now. T
1: bill. By the way, folks, you can Google this at home. You don't need to listen. Google T Bill Price. Yeah, I mean like
0: uh I don't know, dude. All right, I'm great. kinda distracted. Great Wait, answer. ready quote. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah, I have no idea. I'm distracted, dude. Dead I, I can't I can't do it on the air. But All right, fair it, it's enough. gonna be um I'm almost I'm pretty sure it's gonna be higher than three percent.
1: Okay. So, so and, right. uh, CDs are probably going to be about that as well. And you, and you would just, so if he's on a two year plan, he can say, I want to be able to get this money in two years.
0: So if he did a T bill or, 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 another, any other bond and mm-hmm. there are different bonds at are different yields, mm-hmm. he could sell them whenever he wants.
1: Okay. Can you just, can you buy them? Can you buy a bond for like a hundred bucks?
0: Yeah. And okay. it's just like stocks, you could buy fractions of bonds. Does it cost so, money
1: to buy a bond? Like Um, like it is to buy a stock. You know, trading a stock costs, you know, five bucks. You don't want to do that every time or you're losing money.
0: Well, yeah. So what he's going to – yeah. So there's going to be transaction fees probably between like $7 and $15 per time he buys.
1: All right. So what he really should be doing is pumping this into a savings account until he has enough to buy one big thing.
0: Yeah. So whatever he decides. Maybe he saves for a month and every month he buys. Or
1: maybe every $1,000 he buys.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Maybe
1: every time he saves a thousand dollars, okay, now we're gonna shift that. Once it's in a savings account, he collected his interest during that time, then he takes that money plus the interest that he made in that time frame and then bought a bond or C D and then whatever the remaining time was from his two year plan, that's how long he sets a term for, and then he'll make extra money on that.
0: Exactly, and okay. and a bond has a fixed return rate, so you'll know exactly what you're going to get. And At since the end. He, this is oh, all yeah. right. and all right. and since this is kind of an advanced conversation, and he sounds like he's kind of advanced in his knowledge, he could totally do the math. Dude, and he could we he see?
1: He could, he could. What? If I said, if I'm getting this, it's not that advanced. It, it's not that advanced. I mean, because I'm understanding. I'm, I'm this. saying that he could do he could do the math yeah. and see
0: exactly how frequently he could buy where it would pay off. Got it. You know, okay, maybe it's every week, maybe it's every month or a thousand dollars. I mean it depends on the bonds he's gonna buy whatever dude,
1: I bet he would love doing that
0: yeah exactly and if you he went know, I if he went like if
1: he went as far as like calculating his budget down to the how much he can spend per day, I'm sure doing that is going to be like the best job ever,
0: yeah. So Edward, all right, so, so here's had, the thing: is oh, so you go ahead. Could buy, Okay, no, no. I was going to start trucking into the next.
1: No, I was. Well, that's where I was going. I was going to say we have tier one, we have tier two. What's tier three?
0: So uh, tier three, um, I think is is definitely on the stock market, okay. but it could still. You know, and bonds are, are on the stuff on the market as well. Um, I, I want to talk about Vanguard. Now, Vanguard is one of those. Um, companies that uh, when you buy like a Vanguard security, and a security is just like a a bundle of something. So it could be like a bunch of bonds, or a bunch of properties, or a bunch of stocks. Like a package, you're buying yeah, a package like, deal. A, like a mutual fund or an ETF. They're just bundles of things. Right? Okay. So if then, van- and what happens is these bundles people make them, right? They, they pick and choose and throw them into the bundle. Yeah. And then they charge you, hey, dude, you're investing in my bundle. I'm going to take 1% or whatever.
1: They charge you a money. fee, sure. Yeah,
0: a fee. Now... Uh, when you look at your 401k, like the fees are like one percent and up, and if you look at it over the course of a lot of years, uh, it's actually beca- it's actually a significant amount of money. Vanguard has the lowest fees out there, bar none. Period, and
1: no one comes close. Like, well, but what is Vanguard? Is Vanguard a bank? Is Vanguard a comp? What is it? V-
0: Vanguard is a company, and they they basically have their own. So if you looked at bonds, and I'm going to suggest a couple. That I think are awesome with ridiculously low fees, like point nothing percent fees. The fee basically doesn't exist. Okay. And Vanguard is just a company that bundles it. Right? So there's people that work for Vanguard and it's their job to find these things and bundle them. And anyways. Got it. Um there if if we're talking about bonds. Not too um, much. Wait, not too gotta move this shit along. Yeah, not too much, but there's, there is the Vanguard Total Bond Market Index Fund, which sits across most bonds in the country, worth anything we're talking about. The ticker is VBTLX, and it's awesome, and you can see its return over the past years, and it's just trucking upwards. It's awesome. All right. and, th- and then you have to pick a specific bond. You don't have to coin yourself into this risk of an individual municipality or whatever, and you can get better returns than T bills.
1: So, this sounds like a, this sounds like a whole fucking episode. All right. So, All
0: right. Let- okay, okay, okay. So I'll go faster.
1: Well, no, I just want you to. Uh, here's what I want to know. Okay, mm. I want to know. I got ten. I got. I'm going to be saving up ten grand in the next two years. What the fuck should I do with it? All right, dude. Okay, in two words or less, you are going to, or two words or less, two yeah, sentences. Right.
0: <laughs> you are going to put it into bonds. This is yep. what you are going to do. You are going to put it into VBTLX okay. Vanguard Total Bond Market Index Fund. It's How much awesome. does that fund cost? Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the cost, the the price has is not has no
1: meaning. It's That's not what I term. mean. That's not what I meant. Mm. There's a, there's a, that bond. You can't. I can't buy that. Package for a dollar, right? I can't buy into it for a dollar. It's like there's a there's a limit. Oh, a minimum or something. Yeah, minimum, right? Come um, on, come on. I know this shit. Okay, so so let me put it like this. So yeah,
0: I don't know what the minimum is to be honest. I'm gonna
1: say it's at least a thousand.
0: And and I actually I actually think the minimum is ten thousand. Well, um, oh fuck me! It, it's a premium one, but look. Go well, go to Vanguard. They have so many funds. They have right. so many bond ones that you can get into. I think the lowest you can get into a, a Vanguard fund is a thousand. Yeah, so that's find what, a that's bond reliable, one at a thousand and just do it. Their shit yeah. is awesome.
1: All right, all
0: right. And you, all right. And if and if not a bond, if not mm-hmm. a bond, mm-hmm. just to end it, there's a last piece. Go, I, go I swear. For it. <laughs> they they have total stock market index funds, and yeah. they have ones that are like retire twenty fifty. You know, and that's yes. just a bunch of stocks, and the risk is tiered towards when you plan to retire. Yes, so higher risk if you're retiring later. Throw your low. money. I I would.
1: No, I, it's higher risk if you're retiring earlier.
0: No, dude. If you're retiring next year, you want very low risk. Oh. You don't want to lose all your money next year when you retire.
1: Okay. All right. But, all
0: right. but if you're retiring in 20 years, you could have very high risk because oh. if you leave it there for 20 years, it is it is like a near certainty that it'll be like a lot of money. All right. So um, throw your money into one of those total retirement funds that uh, has a minimum. Even if you plan is- on taking
1: it out in two years?
0: Yes. Okay. Because you know what? Uh the fee is going to be the same whether you trade in one of these Vanguard funds or a stock like Apple. Mm-hmm. Um the difference is these are like so much less risky because it is so many more things bundled together and your fees are so low. Like you get all the gains. Your risk is is cut to to nothing. Yeah. Very
1: little. It's a good good move. Okay. I also have a little bit to add to this because I know I know something that I wanna um say. Also, um I'm gonna ask you. You can't just go on Vanguard's website and buy it. Like it's not like a shopping cart like Amazon. You have to go through some sort of like account, right?
0: You have to go through a broker or something. A broker.
1: Yeah. Okay. Give me one broker I should be using. Is it e trade? Is it sharebuilder? Is it
0: and by the way, I just want to say, like, full disclosure, like, we don't get paid for any of this stuff, like, recommending these funds.
1: or. Well, we plan program. to. We definitely plan I to. Mean,
0: I mean, that would be nice one day to do well, that. Let's pick a good I just, one. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm going to tell you that, uh, and I know that no one gets paid for recommending Fidelity. Ah, well, like, mind. ever. And I fucking love Fidelity. All right. I have been with them. I have a no ATM fee card. They're great. All right, so you can, st- is,
1: hmm? you can start a Fidelity account. Do you need a minimum to get in? I get well. I guess. Uh, I don't.
0: I don't think. I think it's probably like oh, like hundred
1: dollars. All or right. Something. So you start on a Fidelity account, and with that account, you can buy a Vanguard index. You fund. open a Fidelity account, and you could buy anything
0: that exists on the stock market or any market.
1: Okay. All right. You could
0: buy foreign exchange shit. You can go nuts.
1: Now, there's one thing I do know, and I just want to. I want to wrap it up after this. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned index funds. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, there's also mutual funds. And what I know to be the difference between the two is that mutual funds are a bundle of stocks or bonds, okay? But they're handpicked by human beings. That's the same with the Vanguard stuff, yeah. But I, I was under the impression that index funds were picked by computers, and therefore that's why index funds fees are lower because they don't have the overhead of paying actual no, no, humans. No.
0: The Dow Jones Industrial Average, one of the three like benchmarks of U.S. health and stock market growth, picked by a people, a, a huge team of people. They do a crazy analysis. Mm-hmm.
1: There, like Wall Street style, like the the movie Wall Street, where they're all sitting exactly in front of,
0: like they're they're all there smoking cigars. They punch each other in the face, yeah. and then they pick out a hat.
1: I think the green with the green and black computer <laughs> monitors. I know, I, yeah. know how, I know, I know what technology is. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like the movie Hackers meets oh. like Eternal Sunshine. I wish the stuff. internet looked like it did then, and even then, it didn't look like then. Yeah, crazy shit. All right, so to wrap things up. Here's what. Here's give your advice to Mr. Carlson. Give your advice on what he should do with his whole two-year plan, with him being under his his underwater mortgage escape plan. Go
0: in a nutshell. Yes, don't invest more in your underwater property. Save like you plan to, and invest it in something that will give you real returns. So bonds take the, are bonds are low risk. Yeah, stocks are better. Yeah, you could always get a bundle of stocks, so you reduce your risk and still get a high return.
1: So you're saying take that money that I, you're that extra money you're putting into your mortgage, that extra whatever it is, that ten thousand dollars that you're pumping into your savings account. Take all of that money and invest and 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 pumping into a savings account, so you have enough money to buy and invest in 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 either bonds or stocks using uh, a. Index fund. Exactly. Okay. So because that way – and the, and correct me if I'm wrong. That way at the end of his two years, he will have paid into his mortgage like he would normally do, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say he's 10 grand underwater now or because he's paid into it or maybe he's, maybe he's 15 grand, under, grand underwater. Well, now he has 40 grand plus whatever he got on a return in those two years. And maybe in those two years he got a return of say five grand. I don't know. I, I if just...
0: he did that, dude, he'd have all this money that's liquid. He could probably buy another house and rent his old house. Ah, you know, because you don't it, he wouldn't have to pull the equity out of his house. He'd leave it there. Fuck it. Whatever. It's underwater, doesn't matter, have some guy rent it. By the time in two years he goes to rent it, rent's gonna go up. That's the only like guaranteed thing. Yeah. You know. There's limited property.
1: Yeah. All right. I like that, and I hope that my friend Carlson got a lot from this because it's gonna be. We're gonna post it up on Monday. Yeah. I hope it wasn't
0: too ranty, and that might.
1: And I, you know what? And I, and here's what I hoped, and this is why I, I, I kind of like made you nutshell it because I want it to be actionable. I want to be able to say, you know, if you're in this situation, which I am currently in, mind you. Okay, I'm. Uh, but I am not putting. It, I am putting extra money into my mortgage. Not much. I'm. I'm. I'm by. I'm. I'm splitting up my mortgage payments by paying biweekly. So technically, I'm putting an extra mortgage payment into my home every year. And then you can't use it if you need it, dude. Right. Like so that- really, I should. I should be paying my mortgage once a month. What exactly what they're asking for, and taking that extra money that I would be putting in, which would be an extra fifteen hundred dollars a year, and investing it in something that will actually give me a return rather than, you know, just pay off my house quicker.
0: Amen. Dude, if you yeah. just look at this year alone, the stock market's up 30-something percent. It's fucking nuts. Right? If you put it in your house, you'd save your interest rate, which is probably
1: 5%. But yes, if you put is.
0: all that extra money you paid and you just put it into uh, the average, you'd be up 30%, dude. And
1: then I could just use that extra money if I wanted to and pay off that.
0: And then, and then you could pay, yeah. pay off your mortgage with it and yeah. you'd pay off so much more. The, the house, putting more money in, and
1: I don't know if it's ever a good idea. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, dude, thank you. That was really uh, informative. And I think there's a lot to learn from that. And I think if you're in Carlson's situation or my situation, that's what you should be doing or at least working towards that. And uh, just to wrap things up, Andrew says use Fidelity because that's a good company to use. They're very, very good, right? I use uh, ShareBuilder, yeah. but I have no... Also good through okay. IMG. All so right. you might
0: even want to do that if he already has an account with them.
1: All right. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, that's it. All right. So I just want to thank <laughs> uh, thank you for, 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 for talking. And again, um, people out there who are listening, thank you so much for uh, getting us in a new and noteworthy section in business under podcast in iTunes. That was really Woo-hoo! super helpful. And uh, please go out and write a review positive or negative leave us some feedback tell us what we're doing wrong tell us what we're doing right either way it helps us to know and to make the show better carlson's question i think certainly helped in the feedback that he gave me personally over the phone uh was super helpful he wanted actionable tips uh regarding his situation and i think we did that in this episode for sure and i think we wrapped it all up in a nice little bow and uh also subscribe to our podcast on itunes that's helpful And listen to more of the episodes because we're doing one every single week, every Monday. It's called Money Matters Monday. We're releasing a podcast episode that you can download and listen to when in the car, on your iPod, or when you're working out, or when you're beating, uh, uh, driving, or whatever. So, Andrew, thank you so much and have a great night. You too, man. Alright, bud. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show and would like to hear more, Subscribe to the Listen Money Matters podcast and leave a positive review on iTunes. For more information, visit listenmoneymatters.com. Peach out, home slice.